thank God he ain't ever going to let me go no matter what I do. If you want to turn in your Bibles this evening, we'll be in the book of Matthew chapter 26. This morning, I, even in that little glimpse of the Old Testament, we spent a good bit of time in Matthew. I was thinking I was over there in Costa Rica and God had me camp out in the Old Testament. I carried some messages written on the New Testament and he never let me preach from the New Testament. The whole time I was over there, I continued to, to preach from the Old Testament. And since I got home, we've been camped out in the book of Matthew. Um, this is three of four messages since I got back. And actually, even though we were um, in Joshua this morning, we still spent a lot of time there in Matthew chapter 1. But tonight, I want to I look at a message here from Matthew chapter 26. I, I want to look at a message, if I were to give it a title, I, I would say, Leaving a legacy that matters. Matthew chapter 26, we're going to read one scripture in verse number 40. He cometh unto the disciples and findeth them asleep. Saith unto Peter, what? Could you not watch with me one hour? Father, I pray you'd take this, your word, and I pray you'd speak to us, your people. And God, I pray you'd give us something from it. God, I pray that you would fulfill something in us and something through us, God, that would make us usable vessels. God, it is our heart's desire to please you, to serve you, to live a life the way you would have us to live it, God, to be used in this community, to change the world around us with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Help us, God, to be pleased. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, I won't be but just a few minutes tonight. I do appreciate, again, all of your hard work. And I know many of you had choir, or, well, choir practice and play practice. And um, today was our, our first day of doing Discover Faith. Went very, very well. Had a room full. I was very pleased. I hope that everybody um, enjoyed it, got something out of that. But here in our text, and for, for three years, Jesus has spent pretty much every waking hour with his disciples teaching his disciples, teaching them, showing them by way of example. They, they've heard him speak the greatest words of wisdom that have ever been spoken. They've heard him give the words of life and all the things that he taught. They, they've watched as he healed the sick and as he cast out devils and as he confounded the, the religious of the day. And Jesus has prepared them to carry the gospel. Everything that Christ is doing for them is in preparations that those that are there after him might carry the gospel to the next generation. He had taught them in word, and he taught them by example how they ought to live their lives in a way that would change the lives of others. Jesus had prepared the way for them, and now here it is after the Lord's Supper. He takes Peter, James, and John, and he goes up to the garden to pray. In verse number 37, it talks about he begins to be sorrowful. As a matter of fact, in verse number 8, he saith unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here. But then he says, And watch with me. Jesus, who had given them everything that they needed to prepare the way so that they could continue the gospel after he left, he made one Simple request. I want you to stay right here, and I want you to watch with me. After a while of praying, we know from the story that Jesus came back over and that he found the men asleep. In the Lord's greatest hour of need, he taught us some things. He taught us, number one, that in our greatest hour of need, we ought to be on our face before God. 
in our greatest hour of need, we ought to be a people of prayer. But he also taught us that in our greatest hour of need, that we ought to ask others to pray with us and pray for us. Don't ask somebody to pray for you if you're not going to pray with them. If you're not going to pray yourself, then you're just making sure that they know about your problem. But what Jesus taught us is that is in, a, in a time of need, in the, in the darkest hour, is that we are to pray ourselves and then trust on brothers and sisters to pray with us and to pray for us. Several hundred years earlier, the prophet Isaiah had spoken of the importance of, of watching and praying. In chapter 62, he said in verse 6, I have set watchmen upon thy walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace day nor night, Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silence. In those days, the watchmen were placed on the walls to keep watch for the enemy. They were to watch out day and night to keep the people safe. It was also their job to repair any breaches in the wall so that the people inside could live in safety and comfort. It was a divine assignment. God had given them an assignment to watch over his people Peter, James, and John are given that same type of opportunity. They are told by the Lord himself to watch. They are to watch and pray. They could have been watching for the enemy to be approaching. They could have been praying for their master. They could have been praying for themselves. They, they could have been making intercession on behalf of others, but they did none of it. They slept a lot like what the New Testament church is doing today. Jesus comes and he says, what? After all that you've seen, after all that you have witnessed, after all that your eyes have beheld, we just left the upper room, we just left what's called the Lord's Supper. I just got through telling you this is my body which shall be broken as often as you eat of it. Do this in remembrance of me. We just left the upper room where you poured wine in a cup where I said this is my blood, the covenant of the New Testament. You just left the upper room. We, we just come down here to pray and now you're asleep. The same thing is true of you and I today. We are to be watchmen. We are to be praying. Praying for ourselves, praying for each other, praying for the church, praying for our nation. Lord, God knows we need that. Praying for our local government, praying for the world around us. We are be, to be praying for the power of God. There in Isaiah chapter 62, Isaiah is prophesying about the return of the Jews from captivity there in Babylon. They're, they're headed back to their homeland in Jerusalem. And Isaiah called for the Jews to prepare the way. For those that would come after them. Chapter 62 and verse 10 it says. Go through. Go through the gates. Prepare you the way of the people. Cast up. Cast up the highway. Gather out the stones. And lift up a standard for the people. Prepare the way. Cast up the highway. Gather out the stones. And lift up a standard. For 70 years, Babylon has held God's children in captivity. But here they are, about to leave, headed for the homeland. It's going to be a very long and a difficult journey. There's going to be some snares and some snags along the way. There's going to be some 
difficult spots and some things to trip them up and cause them to stumble along the way. It's a picture of you and I today. We are on our way to the homeland. We're trying to make our way home. It's a very long and difficult journey. There's a lot of snags along the way. The devil puts a lot of snares in the path. There's a lot of sticks and a lot of stones to cause people to stumble. There's a lot of wet places to cause people to slip. It's a very long journey that we're taking on our way home. Anybody say amen. Y'all don't go to sleep. I'll be done soon enough. We are to watch for dangers. We are to remove the dangers, remove things out of the way. This is all a relevant story written in the Old Testament about you and I today. We're on this, this very long track, and the enemy is constantly putting out snares, constantly putting things before us, trying to turn away your attention, trying to divert the attention of the eye, trying to cause us to trip, trying to cause us to stumble. We're not only to look for those things, but we are to remove those things so that those that come after us don't stumble over the same things. Prepare the road for easy walking. He told them to cast up the highway. That word means to build up the highway. That means build up the road. That means to fill in any potholes that you might find. That means to cut trees out of the way and clear them and get them off. That means any stone that might cause somebody to slip or stumble or trip. Move those things out of the way. Cast up the highway. Make it plain and easy to follow so that those coming behind you can easily find the path. He said, gather out the stones, remove anything that would cause those coming behind to stumble or to fall. There's going to be thousands coming along behind us. There's going to be thousands coming along, and we're to fix the road and make it right. They're on their way home, but they're not supposed to be just walking aimlessly the same as you and I. We're on our way home, but we're not supposed to be just carefree, going about clueless to the things that are going on around us. We're to be preparing the way. And making it better for those that will come after us. That's what we're supposed to be doing. If each one of us was picking up stones and clearing the highway of debris and making the road safer and, and easier, then we would be changing the world for the generations that are coming behind us. Too many people are asleep. Not only are we to prepare the way, but we are to point the way. Isaiah said, lift up a standard for the people. A good definition of a standard here is a banner. A standard, according to this word that he uses here in the Hebrew, it is a flag. It is a banner. It is something that you put up. It is something to help point the people to the right direction. It is a banner that you put up that says, caution, wet spot here, caution, don't slip, detour right here, go this way, it'll take you home. When you get to the crossroads, go this way. This is the right way, saying, put up some banners, set a standard so that the ones come behind you don't get lost off, that they can stay on the narrow way. I'm telling you, we're in a generation that is not holding up the standard. They're not holding up the banner. They're allowing some forks in the road. They're allowing some slippery places to stay there. They're not getting stones out of the way. They're just saying, well, we don't want to ruffle any feathers. We don't want to cause any problems. We don't want anybody to think that we're narrow-minded. I'm as narrow-minded as this book, and I'm as broad-minded as this book. And anything that's outside this book is outside of my realm of thinking. This is the banner. He said we're to hold up the banner so that the generation that is coming behind us might see the banner and know which way to go. The same way that the banner here is handed to Peter, James, and John in the garden. That banner is handed to you and I. The same way that it's handed to 
to Peter, James, and John that they were to pass it on. They were to relay it. They were to write it down. They were carry it on to the generation behind them. You and I are supposed to do the same thing today. We're supposed to continue to lift up the banner for those behind us. Jesus came and he said, what? What? Could you not watch with me for one hour? I wonder what he'd say to the church today. I wonder what he would have to say about the church of America as a whole. I'm not sure I even want to know what he'd say about faith. And I think we're the best church around. Today it seems like the heart of the overall church has turned to stone. The, the pulpits in many cases seem to be void of pointing to the truth as being the only way. I sat at the Brian Free concert Friday night. I think that goes without saying. I mean, he's a mile from my front door and it's Brian Free. I don't think anybody doubts the fact that we're going to be at Hillcrest Baptist Church on Friday night. Brian Free's going to be there. So we go to Brian Free, and he's up there singing, man, and there's they, people clapping, and, you know, it's Brian Free. They're, they're singing some of the best southern gospel music ever been written, got the greatest words of the songs, got to singing Just Say Amen, people praising the Lord, clapping their hands. He gave part of a, a testimony, if you will. He offered an invitation. Five people trusted Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior on a Friday night at a little Hillcrest Baptist church right over there in the country, and it's got all going on, and I got to looking around at my elders around me. Now, some of you can get bent out of shape with me if you want to, but I have a right to say what I saw. He's just a singing. People clapping. He said, I just say amen. If the Lord's ever done anything for you. But it was worse. There was others. I wanted to turn around and look behind me, but I was afraid of what I might see back there. We were pretty close to the front, so I couldn't see but just a handful over here. But I saw about three. Thought you gotta be kidding. We had a Brian Free concert. I mean, I know you didn't pay to get in here or anything like that, but he's singing about Jesus. He's singing about the Lord, you got people around you clapping. I really wasn't caught all that off guard. It wasn't anything new to me. I see the same thing in here every Sunday morning, Sunday night. I see the same thing in here every Wednesday night. It wasn't new to me. I see the top of a lot of heads. Some of you are professionals. Y'all can set straight up. <laughs> Y'all think I'm kidding. I'm going to get a shot back one of these days. I'm going to get Larry to put the camera back up here and start doing that way and putting this stuff on TV from here going back that way and putting it up there where you can see y'all so y'all start seeing yourself on television. Out cold. Down for the count. I say one thing about lunch. <laughs> you realize it was just a hoax? 
I was just a little surprised to see it at a gospel singing. I was just a little surprised with all the music and everything going on. I, I, I get it. Maybe, maybe the preacher, maybe you ain't getting it. Maybe the message isn't for you. But it's a gospel singing. It's prime free. It's kind of like church. It only lasted about an hour and a half. You know, about an hour or so. It, it didn't last all that long. Jesus said, what? Could you not watch with me for one hour? Could you not worship for one hour? Could you not stand to listen to the banner for one hour? Was one hour at, can can I go ahead? I'm just going to give some people some permission in here, and you can pass it along to some Sunday morning goers. If you can't stay awake for one hour, you have my permission to stand up. And you may be like a horse. I don't know. A horse can sleep standing up. I don't know, but if, it, if it'll help you, you got, you got permission to just go ahead and stand up a little bit. But, but Jesus said, could you not watch? Could you not pray? Could you not pay attention? For one hour, after all that's been going on, after all the miracles you've seen, after all the mighty things, after God has moved in such miraculous ways, could you not stand it for just one hour? We live in a day when the public school system is destroying our children. They've taken out the teaching of the Word of God, and they've replaced it with all this anti-Christian propaganda. They're putting everything out there. They're teaching evolution as though it were creation. They're teaching uh, humanism in place of an omnipotent God. They're taking everything out. They're trying to remove the power of God. Hollywood and all their media stuff is shoving an anti-gospel world down our throats and the throats of our children. Those that are coming after us, that are coming behind us, our children, our grandchildren, the ones that we love and that we care about, they're shoving that garbage down our throat in the church. Y'all at least wake them up with the snoring. I can't hear it, so it ain't going to bother me, but it might bother somebody around it. It just seems like to me it's a good time to watch. It seems like it's a good time for the church to just watch and pray for one hour. It may not be but an hour till Jesus comes back. He, the, the time is at hand. It just seems like it'd be a good time with all that's going on around us that we ought to be taking an hour to watch. We ought to be taking an hour to pray. We ought to be taking an hour to cry out before God. Isaiah chapter 64, 7 verse 1, Oh, that thou wouldest rend the heavens, that thou wouldest come down, that the mountains might flow down at thy presence. It's easy to cast stones at the disciples here in the text. I mean, all they've seen, they're with Jesus Christ, they're in the garden. I mean, how much better can it be? You know, they just did the Lord's Supper, not a portrayal of it, but the real deal, and they're still trying to grasp all of it. It's easy to throw rocks, but, but what's any different than us? We have the whole story. We have it on the backside and everything that there was. Jesus just told them, I'm going to be arrested. They're, they're going to scourge me. They're going to mock me. They're going to beat me. And then they're going to kill me. And then they follow him down to the garden and they go to sleep. Jesus woke them up, but he didn't state verse number 41 to the three disciples. He stated verse 41 to all of the world that would come after. And the reason I know that is because he spoke it to the three men, but he had the Holy Spirit record it for everybody that come after to read it. He said, watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The Spirit indeed is willing, 
but the flesh is weak. I believe that's us today. I believe the spirit indeed is willing, but in the flesh we've just gotten so complacent that we've gotten lazy in our service before God. It is our job to prepare the way for those that are coming after us. Now, the only way that's going to happen is for God's children to watch and to pray and to come together united in prayer. Something that, I, um, that I'm trying to do, not too many folks even know anything about it. I'm trying to do something in August that's called United in Christ. And what United in Christ is, is trying to bring all of the churches of Troop County together. On one Sunday afternoon for every church in this town to come together in a single place just to fellowship, just to worship the Lord. I want to have some different people from different churches singing. It's not a concert. It's not a, a sit-down concert. It's just music in the background, different people from, from the different churches around town. I want us all to come together, and I want everybody to eat lunch. I want to do it either at the downtown square or I want to do it at the Sweetland Amphitheater. Now, here's the problem. I want to do it at one of those two locations, and I want to feed at least 1,000 people, and I want to do it for free. And I wasn't getting a whole lot of help from town. I wasn't getting phone calls returned. I wasn't getting a lot of stuff. And so I walked into the mayor's office a week and a half ago, and I said, this is what I want to do, and this is why. This is what I think we need to do. And he gave me a gentleman's name, Mr. Bill Honeycutt. Y'all know Bill Honeycutt? I'm director of, of city planning downtown, incredible man. And so I'm, I'm on the phone first, and I'm telling him my dream, my plan. And I said, you know, here's the deal. I really want it free. I want sweet land donated for free. I want the food donated for free. That, that's my greatest expectation. But I really believe we need to bring the church together. And I said, I'll be honest with you. If we can't get it for free, it's okay. We'll, we'll wind up footing the bill. My other plan would be to go to First Baptist and say, hey, how about you, you and I go together and we foot the bill together? Because I think it'd be a, a huge deal if the community would see the two larger churches pulling together. And maybe even if Callaway or if Rosemont wanted to pull in on it and put it together to kind of see maybe the larger to pull in hand in hand. One accord. Well, I'm glad I was being so favorable to First Baptist and to Pastor Cade Ferris because I didn't know until he came to my office the next day that he's a deacon at First Baptist. But that helped me understand why he was so on, on board with what it was that I was wanting to do and, and come and we talked about it. And so the reality is that we may really be able to get Sweetland for free. And, and the first pastor that I mentioned it to said, I know I've got some kinfolk that's this, this, and this, and I might could get the meals donated. So, yeah, but what, what I told Mayor Thornton and what I told Mr. Honeycutt. I told them both the same thing and, and they both refused to accept any of the credit. They were very humble men. But I said, I want both of you to know you've done an amazing job of LaGrange, Georgia. I'm telling you straight up. What you've done in the square and, and the grass, the courtyard, the way you got it, that courtyard Marriott, the way you finished the sidewalk, the benches. You can go walking downtown LaGrange at night, walk down there and get you one of them little overpriced popsicles, but it's okay, they're Christian. So whatever they want for it, pay for it. Got, got, got to take care of God's children. There, there's restaurants in town. It's just nice. I won't get into the little beer store down there, but that's okay. They're putting their two cents worth in. Just because it's there don't mean you've got to partake in it. I said, y'all done a great job. You, you really have, and both of them tried to shun credit and say, you know, it was so-and-so, it was somebody different, but they both had a hand in it. But here's what I told them. You've done a great job with the construction of downtown LaGrange. 
You've done a great job with the physical side of downtown. You've done a great job with the physical appearance of LaGrange. I want to do the same thing to the spiritual aspect. I want to do the same thing to the spirit of LaGrange. I want to bring the gospel to downtown LaGrange. I want the churches to get together, and I want the church to realize the importance of being a lighthouse. A lighthouse is a light on the hill that tells somebody there's danger here. Stay away from the rocks here. Go that way. That's the way home. That's the safe way. It shows the dangers and the good. It is a guide to get people to the house. And I said the church needs to come together and be a guide so that a lost and dying world can come together around us. The world can't get behind the church because the church can't even get together. I just want all the churches to get together. So I told him the story. I told him briefly, but the same story that I shared today at Discover Faith. There was a group of men prayed right up here on this hill, and they asked God for a building to have a church. They asked God for a building to have a church. This is the exceeding abundantly above all that they asked for. All of these buildings. And then we gathered back here and we prayed for land because we wanted to be able to have judgment journey on our own piece of land. And we prayed because we needed 15, 18 acres of land. And we have over 300 acres of land. That is the exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. And I said, if we could just come together as one church and begin to pray for the heart of LaGrange and the power of LaGrange, I said, men over there prayed for a building. They never saw the answer to the prayer. Men have prayed for this land back here. They never saw the answer to the prayer. And I don't care if I go up there and pray and I never see the result of it. As long as I know the generation coming behind me is going to find something better than what I found, that I left it better than the way I found it, that I prayed for the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ to explode in this community and if we don't see it in my generation for those that are coming along behind us it'll change the world for them somewhere in this world I believe with all my heart we're in the lead to see in church age that is a lukewarm church age I have no doubt about that but in order for it to be lukewarm the Bible doesn't say that every church is lukewarm it says the entirety that means some churches is going to be freezing cold there's plenty of them but if something's going to be lukewarm there's got to be some hot churches somewhere I want Faith Baptist Church to be a hot church because they're on their knees before God, because they're willing to put one hour in to pray. We got a prayer meeting on Tuesday night for men and women. What? What? Could you not watch with me for one hour? Jesus said, that's all I was asking. Watch and pray because your spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. How, how many... How many of you, just a show of hands, you truly share in the prayer, God, help us touch this town. Help us change Troop, Heard, Harris, Merriweather, Valley. Help us change our Jerusalem and Judea with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Help us make a difference before we leave this earth. Help us to leave the path better than what we found it. Help us to prepare the way. Help us to move the stones. Help us to hang the banner high that says, this is the way. Walk in. How many of you share in that prayer? And you really want that for Faith Baptist Church, to be the church that sets a standard that changes LaGrange, Georgia. Do we really want that? I just want to make sure I ain't praying for it by myself. So here's what I want to do. I want this church tonight, I want us to be praying one for united in Christ. That all the churches would come together. That we would come up that the world might see us loving on one another. 
I, I, want us, I want us to be praying that way before August, we got a lot of work to do before August, that God would use us. I, I, want, I want everybody to pull together, but I'm only going to be held accountable for one. And that's this one. And if nobody else pulls with us, I want Faith Baptist Church holding to the rope. I remember Dr. Randy Rye lined that rope up and hold to the rope. And everybody on that rope, I want us all on the same rope. We agree we want to be on the same rope. We agree we want to be in prayer and ask God to move in a mighty way. I, I want us to make a circle around this building. I'm going to ask if you would, if everybody would get up. And we're going to join hands right here in this building. We're going to make a circle all the way around it. And we're going to pray tonight. We're going to pray and we're going to ask God to deliver the answer to that prayer. I'm naive enough to believe that the same God that put buildings where they asked for one and put 300 acres where they asked for 15, I'm naive enough to believe that that same God can deliver our entire Jerusalem and Judea in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Anybody else that naive? Paul Hutchins, where are you at? Come here, Paul. Tim Pemberton, where are you at? Where's Tim? What about, what about Larry? Is Larry next door? Tell Larry to come over here. Matter of fact, whoever's over there, tell them to come over here. They need to be in here praying. I want all of us in here on this. Y'all go, go ahead and make that connection over there and close that circle. We got room to spread out. Some of them bunched up right there. Y'all can spread on out a little bit and close in that circle right over there. Matter of fact, they're way bunched up right here. Y'all go ahead and spread them on out a little bit and make the turn around the corner. I don't, I don't, I don't want any breaches in the wall. I, I want us to build a wall, to build a hedge that prepares the way. I don't want there to be any, any breaches in it. Larry, come. Larry's here. Come on down here, brother. Where's Tim at? Come on down here, Tim. I want us all to pray, but I'm, I'm going to have some very godly men lead us in prayer. Paul, this is number 16, brother. I'm going to ask you if you would start. When you get through, if you'll hand that to Tim. Tim, you'll pray second and hand that to Larry. Larry, if you'll close us in prayer. And when he closes, we'll be closed. That'll be it. But I want us to pray that God would hear and answer the prayers of Faith Baptist Church and touch this town with the gospel of Jesus Christ through us. Go ahead, brother. Our Father, Lord, as we come before you tonight, Lord, I'm... Uh, Amazed as I just looked around this circle. Lord, I remember the day we lined up back there and asked for that land. And, and I remember the months that followed when we had our doubts. And the day came when you sent a man along that bought a portion of that land and actually gave a lot of it to us. God, I thank you how you've moved in years past. And I also looked around this circle and 
seen some men and women that have asked you for some mighty things in their lives, Lord, that seemed impossible, Lord. I'm one of them, God. And yet you saw fit to move in our favor and answer some prayers, Lord. And there's miracles in this room tonight because of those prayers and because of that faithfulness. And we're like Peter and, and said, I believe that helped me my unbelief, Lord. And even in our unbelief, God, in prayers and knowing in our heart, we didn't even really believe that you'd move, God, and yet you did. And it wasn't because there was anything in us, Lord. It was the faith that you gave. Even that was a gift. It sounds enormous to think that LaGrange could be changed by us, Lord. It, it sounds odd. It, it just doesn't sound realistic. And, and yet it is entirely possible, Lord, and that's what we ask tonight, that you would somehow... Through each of us, as we go our different ways this week, we'll meet LaGrange. <laughs> we can each change it tomorrow just by being the Christian you saved us to be on our jobs. Lord, the pastor's asked for more, and I don't know what that looks like in August. I just know we pray for it, God, and we expect and see great and mighty things, Lord. I pray you continue to help us as we unify tonight to spend that hour in prayer. Lord, each in our own way. I pray you'll do great and mighty things through Faith Baptist Church. I pray you'll give us the hearts and minds of the other pastors in town, Lord. I pray we'll all come together as one body of Christ that you saved us to be. I think it would amaze us if you opened our eyes to see who we really are in the body. But I pray you'll fit this thing together, Lord, in such a way that uh, we can do so much more than we ever thought we could working together. Lord, we love you tonight. We praise you for what you're doing in this place. In Jesus' name. Our Heavenly Father, as we continue in prayer tonight, Lord, I want to thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ. Lord, that gives us the access into your throne room tonight. Lord, I'm thankful tonight that we have a throne room. Lord, we have a place that we can come and lay out our burdens before you. Lord, we serve a risen God. Lord, that sits upon his throne that rules over this entire universe. Lord, that knows all things, Lord, and does all things by your will. God, we're not serving a dead God tonight. We believe in you. Lord, we believe in Jesus Christ tonight. We believe that he rose from the dead. And God, if you can raise your own son from the dead, Lord, there is no limits to what you can do. God, you said in your word, Lord, that if we would be faithful, God, that you would open up the windows of heaven. Lord, you would pour out a blessing upon us that we could not even contain. God, I have never in my life been a part of a church that's been more faithful to serve you. Lord, been more diligent in their outreach, dear God, to rescue those that are lost and dying and going to hell. God, we're not trying to stand here in our own favor because, Lord, we know that it was you that worked through us both to will and to do of your good pleasure. But, God, we're asking you of great things tonight, Lord, because we believe you are able. God, we are feeble people. Lord, we're nothing more than flesh and blood. 
But God, through your spirit, Lord, through your power, Lord, through your anointing, dear God, you give us the ability to go out, Lord, into this community, dear God, that so desperately needs you. Lord, that so desperately needs to hear that there is a Jesus that died on a real rugged cross. Lord, that came to pay their sin debt, Lord, with his precious blood. Lord, and they can have freedom from the drugs. They can have deliverance from the bondages of sin that they're in. God, I pray, dear Lord, that you would unify this community. Lord, we're not asking you just to build Faith Baptist Church. Lord, we know you're able to do that. God, we're asking you to build your church. Lord, you said for us to pray that you would send forth laborers into the harvest. And God, we believe that if you send forth laborers. Some of those laborers are going to make their way to Faith Baptist Church. God, we're just asking you tonight, Lord, that you would work and you would move among this community. Lord, prepare the hearts of your people, Lord, to have a willingness to want to go and serve. Lord, we're flesh and blood. God, there's times we get tired and we don't feel like going out and witnessing. We don't feel like uh, getting up each day and facing the world that we face with all its problems and with our own problems, Lord. But God, I pray dear Lord that you would help us in the strength and the power Lord of Jesus Christ tonight that you would anoint us to go out into this community Lord that we'd be a witness on our jobs every day and Lord just to the the person that's in the cashier line Lord that we would be able to shine forth the light of Jesus Christ in their life we never know who we may touch Lord just by having a little bit of Jesus in our life Lord to share with someone else God I pray for Pastor Donald I thank you for a man of God, Lord, that has a vision for something. Lord, they're not content to just sit on a pew and waste until the day of the Lord comes. But Lord, they're busy working. They're actively involved with your people. God, I pray, Lord, that you'll help him be like Nehemiah. Lord, that you would stir up the people, Lord, and let us as Nehemiah's people had a mind to work, Lord. They stood there with the trial in one hand and a sword in the other hand. God, and they fight off the enemies, dear Lord, and they, they stood there and worked and rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem. Lord, I can't help but think about the words there that Nehemiah told the king. When he stood there and the king asked him why he wanted to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, and he stood there and said that we be no more a reproach. God, may you rebuild the walls of Faith Baptist Church. May you rebuild the walls of LaGrange, Georgia, that we not be a reproach. But God, instead, we be a light, not just in our own community, but for the state of Georgia. Lord, our country's under an attack today. Lord, there's so many things that the people that used to stand against in the churches, Lord, are just going along with it because somebody in their family is, is going along with it, and they don't want to hurt somebody, friends, family, or uh, they don't want to hurt feelings, dear Lord. But God, we're in a war tonight. God, I pray you would minister to our hearts, Lord. You would help us to put on the whole armor of God that we'd be able to stand in this evil and wicked day. Lord, when they call killing babies and abortion, Lord, instead of murder like they should call it. God, I pray that you would help us defend the state of Georgia. Lord, may it start in the city of LaGrange tonight, I pray. Lord, may we be bold, dear God, in our ministering. Lord, that we not just stand idly by and let Satan take over. God, may you give us boldness, dear Lord, to go out. Lord, and to do the work you've called us to do. Lord, you've blessed our church so mightily to allow us so many different ministries in this church. God, I'm just thankful to be a little part of it. 
Lord, I'm thankful to just be a little part of what you're doing here today. Lord, in this night, Lord, ever a people, Lord, God, that just puts their hand to the work and so faithful, Lord. I thank you for our ministries in this church you've already given us. Lord, we look forward to all the new ones that you're going to give. Lord, the new ones you're going to birth and carry forth. Lord, I want to praise you tonight openly, Lord, for the, the work that you did with the Fruit of the Hands ministry yesterday. I was so excited to hear about someone getting saved. Through that ministry, Lord, that outreach in our community, God, may you grow it. May you, Lord, sustain it. May you send laborers into that ministry, I pray, God, and we'll be careful. Lord, no matter what you do, Lord, no matter what you do, we'll be careful to give you all the glory, Lord, knowing that it's only by your hands that we have this work. In Jesus' name. Lord, I'm not worthy. The following prayer of these two men in this church. But Lord, by the fact that you loved me and died for me at Calvary, Lord. Lord, I accepted that free gift. And Lord, that tells us that, that we're all loved with you, by you. And Lord, my, my mind is just reeling tonight, thinking about the blessings if all I said tonight was ditto, let it be so, would be enough. Well, Lord, our heart reaches past there. My pastor, I love him so much and the vision you've given him. And Lord, how he's just constantly just working, following your lead, Lord, to push the gospel. Lord, if it was just about Faith Baptist Church trying to raise our name up, Lord, I think if you looked at all the souls and people that's come through Judgment Journey, we could be as proud as we want to be. But it's not about us. It's not about anybody in this building. It's about you. And Lord, this is an opportunity for Faith Baptist Church to try to help others, maybe to help other churches, Lord, to... To pull together, Lord, maybe they need a push. Maybe we need a push. We're all pushing together, following your lead, following our pastor. And, Lord, like we prayed, men laid, knelt down right over here. We've got video of it, Lord. Just ask for a few acres of land and a little old building. And it about killed them, Lord, building it. But, Lord, they struggled and they worked and they, they dig and they dug and they put their money in and you blessed it. And then you blessed it beyond their ever belief. And, Lord, we've knelt around this building and, and the buildings about this place and that land. And, and Lord, we prayed about a little bit, and you've given us a bunch yeah. to the fact we don't know what to do with it, Lord. But, Lord, we trust you're going to give us visionaries, men who have a vision, and then men who will come along and women who will come along and make the work work. And Lord, we don't know what the future may hold. But, Lord, we pray for this one specific thing, that you'll open up LaGrange, Georgia, so that we might minister and be a part of it. Lord, I'm not afraid of the future. Tonight, I told my wife, Lord, as we were broadcasting the service, the choir was singing, I didn't hear the choir. It wasn't because of the teenagers or the middle schoolers that were on the headsets helping me do the video, talking and jibber-jabbering, but they were singing, we can make it. Yeah. 
They were singing out, singing the choir, Lord, and just bless my heart. We got young people coming up in Awana and middle school and high school, Lord, that said we can make it not on our own, but through you. Lord, if we teach that, then we've done something right. That'll help these boys and girls make the right decisions. The young ladies in the future will make that decision not to, not to get into trouble, as it were, and not to have to have an abortion or any of that kind of stuff. They'll say, no, that's sin and that's evil. Lord, we planted that seed here at Faith Baptist Church early. And Lord, the shame of it is sometimes us adults just fall just as bad as anybody else. And Lord, so starting at the top, from our pastor, the deacons, every member of this church, the officers, all the way down to, and there's no bottom in our church, Lord, everybody is, is blessed and everybody is awesome. Whether we pick up a piece of paper or we minister through whatever, Lord, I pray that you'll bless every effort that's done here. Help us to keep our eyes on you. Yeah, we've been through the battle. Yes, this church has been shot at, tore up, blowed up, snotted up, whatever you want to call it. But, Lord, it's because it's your church that's still sailing today. Because it's your church, we're still seeing folks saved. Because it's your church, we're still going to go forward. And, Lord, I just pray that you'll help us. Lord, I'm reminded of the fact that every one of our tears and every one of our prayers are sacred unto the Lord. And they are holy savor on that altar. And, Lord, maybe we just need to have our tears back. Maybe our hearts need to be broken. We've been so callous and we, we got everything. And Lord, sometimes when we have everything, we have nothing when we look around. We've lost our children. We've lost our grandchildren. And Lord, I pray you'll give us that vision. Give us that desire to serve you. Lord, I pray you'll heal us within and without. You'll send us people who will have the resources and the, and the attitudes and the desire to serve you. Lord, they'll come alongside of us. And I pray that you'll help us that are the members. And, and Lord, that have responsibilities. We'll be willing to step aside and let somebody come up. And take a hold and take it forward to the next generation. Lord, just grow Faith Baptist Church. Not, not for us, but Lord Jesus, for you. Lord, I pray that you'll continue to bless our family. Lord, I, I do pray for this thing that, that our pastor, it's just a burden on him. And Lord, I, only you can open these doors. And so that's why we're calling to you, to kick them open, Lord. I pray you'll just astound us with the things that happen. Lord, not, not so that Faith Baptist can say, look at what we did. We'll never do that. It's not written on our church, all the good things we've done, because it's written for you. Lord, it's because of you. Lord, I just love you tonight, and I thank you for touching me personally, physically. And Father, I pray that you'll give me wisdom and Every one of us, Lord, help us to seek your will. And, Lord, for our children, that's, that's my heart, my ministry, but always been at way. Lord, that you'll help us to reach them early, early and hide that word in their heart so they won't sin against you. Lord, it sounds like an easy thing, but it ain't in this whole world. Lord, we're going to lift you up tonight. We're going to praise you because you're worthy. We're going to end this prayer in praise. We're going to end this prayer in thanksgiving. We're going to end this prayer and just looking forward to what you're going to do and just going to praise you right now for what you are going to do, what you've done, and, Lord, for the blessing you've given us. Thank you so much for this place, for this service. In our name we pray. Amen and amen and amen.
God bless you. Y'all love on something.